It's week two of the Coach Mac podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in last week. We want to keep this thing rolling and just remind you, you can listen to us in several different ways. CMUchipwise.com. You can find links to the episode on CMU Football's Twitter and Facebook accounts, or you can download and subscribe on Google Play and on Apple and the podcast app. Now, we were having some issues with the podcast app and being able to subscribe from your phone or tablet. We should have those issues worked out. If not today, you should be able to subscribe here in the next day or two so that every time we put out a new episode, it just automatically alerts you and pops up, and then you can listen to Jim McElwain that way. But we had some technical difficulties, so I want to give props to Matt Carney and the athletic department working things out with Apple and Podcast Connect to, to get that resolution worked out. So we're good to get you this podcast every week. And we've got a good one this week. Jim McElwain joining us along with Joel Welsh, the second-year strength and conditioning coach, to talk about how he's still coaching and teaching and working with the student-athletes through everything that's going on. Hope you enjoy. Here we go with week two of the Coach Mac podcast. Coach, welcome back. You know, it's great to be back. I, I just, I, I'm really curious as uh, week one podcast when it was done did anyone actually listen to it that's what i'm curious about adam you know i i think we did have some listeners i gotta be honest if there were complaints out there i decided not to read them or look into them (laughs) well i appreciate that i mean we're all in for good news right now right we don't need any of the complaint piece that's That's right. right that's right from what i gathered off of social media and people that talk to me they want more coach mac now whether they are telling the truth or not i don't know well, I don't think they want more Coach Mac. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> about those three people that listened, other than you and maybe Rob Wyman and uh, whoever else. Right? Anyway, that that's good, man. That was, I tell you what, it was fun. I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, it really was. And coach, we're happy to have you back. And in all honesty, I, I really think people enjoy just hearing your voice and talking and listening about Central Michigan football. Certainly, with everything that we've got going on. So. Week two, obviously, the big news at the professional ranks was the NFL draft that took place this last weekend. Coach, did you get a chance to watch it all? You know, I've got to tell you, I think really, I mean, for for sports fans uh, in general, um, I really got to feel, even the fact it was done virtually and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, I really feel like it was the first time there was some normalcy in our lives yeah you know where you could actually sit down watch a live event um obviously the excitement having you know been involved over the years and having a lot of guys involved in the draft and and even this year being able to see kids that we either recruited or or signed or coached you know at different places uh get that opportunity and then even the undrafted piece that comes after that I don't think a lot of people really realize how competitive that is. I mean, the amount of calls we were getting on some of our guys, you know, in, in Jonathan Ward, for example, you know, people like, hey, <laughs> we're trying to get a hold of this guy, and, you know, we're this and that, and yet uh, he had already, uh, you know, done a deal with, with the Cardinals, which I think is a great, a really good situation for him, a uh, great fit offensively, and, and, uh, you know, we're excited for any time any of our guys get an opportunity to move on. Um, but it was fun. The draft itself was fun. 
Yeah, I thought so too. And for me, Coach, I mean, I love watching football at the collegiate level and at the professional level, but it was really the first time in my life I watched from pick one until Mr. Irrelevant. I did not turn off my TV screen. <laughs> no, you know what? I, th- I don't think you're the only one. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I really uh, – I, I think it was really good. In fact, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that, that the NFL went ahead and, and did it as planned because I think it was, like I said, I think it was at least – a piece of normalcy, even though we'll never get to total normal, you know, and, and all that. But, um, you know, at least it, it gave people a chance to, you know, sink their teeth into something Americana, you know, the game of football. And I think it was really good. Yeah. And I think it goes to show, Coach, that even if sports are to come back and they're different, whether it be Major League Baseball potentially putting all the teams in one spot and not having fans, the same with the NBA or the NHL, and maybe potentially not having fans at college football games, I think even though things might not quite be the same, like it was an all-virtual draft, the ratings were still through the roof. People still could, could grasp and hold on to something that they were used to in their past lives. You know, it was really good. And, and and you mentioned about people's, you know, plans in different sports, you know, whether it be, you know, at the at the major league level in baseball mm-hmm. or, you know, I've been staying in contact with my son-in-law who uh, is on the coaching staff with the Arizona Coyotes of the NHL, you know, the, the, the movement towards, okay, let's see what we can do. And, and yet by, you know, not, putting anybody at risk right um and and i think those talks are healthy and really exciting for for all of us for you as a college football coach how much of that are you paying attention to right now are you kind of reading some of it or are you trying to ignore it and just go about your business as things are normal how do you process all of that sure um you know i, I first of all you know I, I great dialogue not only you know with our athletic director you know, Michael Alford, who keeps me abreast every day, you know, on on things that are out there. And yet and and, and then, you know, his communication with our president and just where we're at as a conference uh, tomorrow, we've got our uh, first all head coaches meeting uh, with the conference and the conference commissioner, uh, which a lot of this stuff will be discussed and and. To be quite honest with you, I've never looked forward to a head coaches meeting before. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this because we're talking some football, right? Uh, but uh, I guess the different ideas and concerns and thoughts that that all the universities have moving forward, I'm looking forward to kind of finding out some of that. And yeah. uh, you know, to be honest, I we can all. Uh, put out thoughts and ideas and yet you know there's really what you got to do is and like i talked to our team you know look we we can't worry about what's going to happen we've got to control the now right and what are we doing right now to help ourselves get better uh so when this does or whatever it does uh changes we're going to be able to you know come out and and hit the ground running 
do you personally feel like we, we've got a good chance to have a season in the fall, or are you just kind of sitting back and waiting to see what happens, as you were just talking oh, about? Oh, there you go. You're putting me in the <laughs> trap right now, right? I, I tried it, to you know? sneak that one I, in. I, you, you just snuck it in, and I'm going <laughs> to tell you this. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just excited about you know what our guys are doing and, and how our staff is handling it. And, and, and again, how we're, how we're handling this as a, as a university from – you know, President Davies on down. It's I, I think I think this really has shown in my mind the great leadership that we have. And 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 you know, when when you've got strong leadership at the top, no matter what happens, you're gonna come out on the on the back end of it uh, you know, the best way possible and, and that's a good thing. And yet uh, you know, I've I've read about the different ideas, I've talked to coaches that have called, you know, um in conversations, just how they're handling things and what they're ha- what they're hearing in their conferences, um, but ultimately, you know, it's going to be a an overall NCAA kind of uh, situation based on you know what each state individually is doing, and I think that's the biggest question right now. Yeah. I tell you what, Coach Mack, you're a seasoned vet when it comes to interviews. It's like you've done these things before. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's like when you ask me about an official's call. You just want me to get fined. I get it, you know. I, hey, I but here, it. here's the difference, though. This is a podcast. More goes on a podcast, right? It's your first time ever doing a podcast. It, 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 no, but I'm telling you what, they'll dig it up and find a way to get you, so I'll stay away from it. <laughs> no problem at all. Hey, Coach, let's go back to the draft, and you were talking about kind of the process of getting those calls about – Jonathan or some of your other players take us through what that's like who's calling you what you're telling and what that process is like well you know I think it uh you know in this case over the years um and haven't been in it and and actually haven't coached in the league before um you know I'll get calls from everybody from general managers to head coaches to you know regional or head scouts you know for the different organizations and it's just it's it's fun to kind of pick their brains a little bit too, as to what they're looking for and what their needs are. And, and yet the exciting part is, is when you get a call about one of your own players, knowing that they're going to get an opportunity to, you know, continue to play a great game, the great game of football. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Certainly was cool to kind of see the background too. I mean, a lot of these times when we're watching the drafts, you know, you've got the draft war rooms or whatever, but just seeing that, these are normal people like you and me that are at home with their families and their kids. We're getting TV time. I mean, we saw Bill Belichick's dog, just all, <laughs> all kinds of stuff that we wouldn't normally see. I thought kind of peeling back a little bit and seeing some of that stuff was kind of cool. No, I'd, I'd, I'd say the thing that hit me a little bit too is where some of the guys, uh, different areas where guys live. I mean, if you look at the closed confines of the little rooms of say, the guys were in in San Francisco, you know, price per square foot there is not the same as, <laughs> as it is in some of the other cities. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I, I, I tell you what, it, to me, being able to see the personal side of actually who these guys are and what they do and, and how they go about it. I, I think it was just great for football in general. Now, we know you've got a barn up here in Mount Pleasant, but do you have a yacht like Jerry Jones that you're hiding away as well? <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I, <laughs> I do have a, I do have a uh, 
the the boat that I actually learned to water ski behind, we still have. It's it's a 1944. It's a 14 foot little fishing boat with a seven and a half horsepower on the back. <laughs> and at four years old, I, my dad made us all learn to water ski behind that boat, and we did the same thing with my three kids. Um, and it was great uh, when he was still alive to see the kids go through the same misery I did. Right. <laughs> Getting up and getting out of the water, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so are, are you still uh, pretty good at water skiing? Is that something that the people need to know about how good of a water skier Coach McElwain is? Um, those days are long gone <laughs> since I need to have uh, hip surgery that I've been putting off here for about the last 10 years. So, uh, But I'm really good at driving the boat. How's that? There you go. Hey, you're good at yeah. something out there on the water. Yeah. Coach, let's get back to Jonathan Ward. I mean, this kid was phenomenal here at CMU. He racked up over 2,500 yards yeah. on the ground, nearly 30 touchdowns. Uh, he's one of few running backs at CMU that racked up over 1,000 yards in two different seasons. In your mind, getting to coach him the last year, what makes him a good fit for the Arizona Cardinals and the next level as he tries to make a roster spot? Well, Obviously, when people talk about the position of running back, you know, a lot of times, okay, you hand them the ball and what do they do? But to me, what this, what, what Jonathan did with us, man, not only from a leadership standpoint on the field, I mean, he was fantastic, but he did a great job of understanding protections, mm -hmm. which the position of running back, man, you better be able to block a guy to keep that franchise quarterback upright. Um, that that is huge and his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield I don't think a lot of people realize this guy is he, he can go be a route runner and does a really good job of catching the ball out of the backfield and then the other piece um, when you're when you're making a team um, you know and one of my neighbors uh, up at one of my places is a is a special teams coach and the importance of a guy being able to be a special teams player, not only as a returner, what Jonathan can do, but also as a cover guy. Um, those are how those guys make teams, and he's just got a lot of that ability in him. And, and I, I look for him to make a huge push making that ball squad. Yeah, you talk about one of the things that, that makes him kind of that complete running back is receiving, and he had 330 receiving yards on top of his 1,100-plus rushing yards. So you mix that in, running the ball, catching the ball, and then also, as you mentioned, being able to protect your quarterback. Uh, those are all great things that can step you into that next spot at the next level. Right, and I know that he's worked his tail off uh, and, and – and look, he played. Here's what. I, here's the other thing that that I told guys. You know, there were times Jonathan, he could have pulled himself, but he played with some tweaks and some injuries, and that is such an important characteristic, especially when you get to the next level. Yeah, no doubt. And that was, you know, injury struggles is something he's dealt with here at CMU, and part of the reason why his numbers were a little bit lower last year. Um, but to see that he has the season that he did this past season uh, in his final year in Mount Pleasant. Coach, did you get a chance to talk to him after he got signed uh, with the with the Cardinals and just kind of feel around how he's doing as he heads down you there? Know, we 
through, you know, the social media piece and, and obviously our excitement for him is, uh, you know, he's going to carry a lot of his Chippewas with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the exciting part. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We're looking forward to seeing uh, Jonathan Ward go down there. And, you know, Arizona's a, a pretty interesting club, and uh, they just continue to get better and better. And uh, certainly their coach has got one of those really nice pads that you were talking about that showcased uh, in the NFL draft the other day. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good little place. <laughs> Not quite Jerry Jones's yacht, but, you know, right there. Absolutely. Well, the other big news related to CMU over the weekend, uh, Coach Mack, was Joe Staley. I know you didn't coach him at CMU, but to see what he did coming from Rockford and being recruited as a tight end and then making the switch to offensive line and then getting drafted in the first round back in 2007 and then playing an entire pro career, a long pro career, for the same team in San Francisco, six-time Pro Bowl selection. He played in two Super Bowls most recently, one a few months ago. What can you say about Joe Staley, a Michigan product, coming to Central Michigan and using what he learned here and going out there and showcasing it at the highest level? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, to have that kind of career, and I don't care where you come from or who you are, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, his success only helps all our all our university, not just the football program, but, you know, every time he's on the field, it, it said Central Michigan University, right? Yeah. It said it talked about the Chippewas. And, you know, that's that's the kind of excellence we're pushing for throughout our program. Um, you know, he, he is a guy that, that obviously means a lot to us, a lot to our university and you know, my hat's off, man. It's, it's uh, going through that many years of football and at that level and really with that amount of success, you know, I just want to say congratulations more than anything. And you know what? Anytime he wants to come back, come on. And yeah, don't think I won't try to suit him up for another play. <laughs> Well, I, I tell you what, Coach, he, he doesn't have the, well, we're in this city uh, this weekend, so I can't make it. He should have a little bit more free time nowadays. You, you know what, and it'd be great. We, we obviously would love to have him come back at any time. And, and here's the one thing. I think, you know, these guys that carry those, carry that with them to that next level. And, and it, you know, all our graduates, you know, just carrying that pride of Central Michigan, uh, it means so much to all of us. And, you know, we're just congratulations on an unbelievable career. And more than anything, come on back and see us. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Coach, final thing on Joe, something that sticks out to me that's really full circle from the beginning of his career to the absolute end, as we saw over the weekend, is his unselfishness. I mean, this is a guy that comes to CMU as a tight end, willingly makes the switch, and it obviously was the right move, transitions to the offensive line at the beginning of his career, and then all the way up to the end of his career, he was forward and honest with the San Francisco 49ers organization, letting them know, hey, I've got some injuries. I don't think I'm going to come back and play. Let them know so that they could get prepared for their draft and go out there and find his replacement. I thought that was really good from Joe Staley, the beginning of his career to the end, showing his unselfishness. Well, and... You know what? You you wish all guys would be like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet uh, they aren't. I think 
the the organization itself will always look after Joe Staley because of how he went about his business and the kind of guy he is. And, you know, that, that just speaks volumes again for him. Uh, hopefully a few of those things he learned at Central Michigan, right? I yeah. mean, that, that's really what it's all about. No doubt. A guy that helped the Chippewas win the MAC title in 06 and then a six-time Pro Bowl selection in uh, – Super Bowls in 2013 and 2020 and like you said coach hopefully back to Kelly Short Stadium soon to check in with you and the guys and watch some Chippewa football well that'd be great be great I can't wait for it to get started I'm gonna tell you that yeah there's no (laughs) doubt about that hey by the way before we get uh Joel Welsh on here second year strength and conditioning coach have you been keeping tabs on the uh the new building that's going up and checking out the camera because I know I I'm catching myself going to the website and checking out the updates on the new facility there in that north end zone yeah it's uh you know it's really exciting and and uh you know even through this it's uh you know they're 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 pecking away at it and and uh you know we're excited about that not only for our players but for our university and our fans i think it's just going to be part of that you know experience that when we do get back in that stadium going to make that place even more special than it is right now I tell you what it it just really fills up and fills out that stadium you get just and you kind of got it last year while it was being built you know in the middle of your guys games but the more and more complete that it gets it just really completes Kelly Short Stadium it's going to make it a really fun atmosphere you know I, I I think about the time we we had a couple weeks on the road and they you know basically got that second level on it and then we entered the stadium and came down that tunnel what's you know basically going you know the new tunnel yeah and uh i i was shocked when we got in that stadium how much it changed how that place feels the intimate environment and uh you know what i, I you know let let's face it i think that that was part of the reason uh you know that that we actually went undefeated at home last year and as one of our goals, I think, you know, there was a new atmosphere in there, and I think our guys really felt it. Yeah, if my memory serves correctly, there weren't many close games last year at Kelly Short Stadium. They all seem to be uh, pretty lopsided in your guys' favor. I, that, let's, uh, let's just keep it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, Coach, we're going to transition and uh, getting ready to bring in your second-year strength and conditioning coach. And before we bring him in here, he's obviously – helped you guys in year one, and now year two, he's faced some different challenges that I don't think anybody expected. Well, I got to tell you this. Number one, I can't tell you how fortunate we are to have Joel as part of our organization, and not only for our football program, but for our entire athletic program. And what he's done already moving forward, not only the strength and conditioning piece, but the nutrition piece. And what he and his staff have done has been unbelievable. The development of our players has been amazing. And, and I, 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 I uh, you know, sometimes you just kind of luck into some of these hires, you know. Um, you know, we didn't have a true background together like, say, Coach Skip and I did. Um, but we had guys on our staff um, that, you know, had, had, had known Joel, had worked under him, um, and – I'll tell you what, they were spot on. We got ourselves a great one in Joel Welch. 
All right, well, let's bring in the second-year strength and conditioning coach, Joel Welsh. Coach McElwain, why don't you uh, introduce him to us? Yeah, well, it's, it's more than a pleasure. I tell you, uh, we talked earlier just about how fortunate we are to have Joel as part of our organization. And and I tell you what, he, he has simply been great for our guys, and, and uh, it, it's amazing. And, and we're going to get into a lot of the things that go by, and I don't think a lot of people know all the – people and and athletes that joel touches in in our entire um athletic department but uh, you know joel tell me uh tell me how you're doing first of all you doing all right man i'm doing well coach i i'm, I'm excited to be here today i can't i'm really excited answering questions and we're doing well before i start i just want to make sure I, you know we thank uh all the nurses all the medical personnel out in the front lines all the essential workers just want to tip our hat to all the hard work they're doing during this time as well no that is that that uh you know it's good you, they've got a they've got a couple traditions around the country you know where people go out and whether they clap off their balconies and you know in our case uh actually howl at eight o'clock um sounds like a bunch of coyotes <laughs> out there but, but it's uh it, it's pretty good and, and and definitely we give thanks for those people and you know, kind of as you have you uh, as you've been doing this, um, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, for our guys, let's start with our team, Joel, a little bit, and kind of tell everybody how you organize for them, um, kind of a routine and and something to follow each week. Yeah, I mean, this is something as a country, you know, we haven't really been through. You know, especially for our kids, you know, they haven't been to a situation or circumstance like this. So when this first all went down, the main thing at the strength conditioning staff, and the number one thing before I start, I just want to thank the staff that I have, Holly Stark, um, Tyler Kitzman, John Waters, you know, especially the work they've done on, on this with us. And the main thing was, number one, kind of what you were talking about before, coach, building a routine of student athletes. You know, when you put this plan in place, you know, you want to be able to, deliver some consistency to our kids. You know, it's our job as a transition staff is to be consistent with our kids on a daily basis. So the main thing we wanted to establish them is a routine. And right now, the time being, that's kind of changed, right? I mean, the one thing a lot of these kids have that they're not used to having is time and what to do with all that time. So we had to make sure we had to do what we dropped off with our kids and, and, and walk them through this process and kind of make sure that they're engaged every single day, but making sure that we're in contact with them. You know, you, you mentioned something about, you know, kind of that routine. And, and you know, I think for all of us, um, it's important to maintain a routine. You know, otherwise you can let yourself really go. Um, how, you know, <laughs> let, let's start with that. Um, you know, we, we, we encourage guys to send videos of some of their workouts, you know, as, as, uh, as they send back. And then we put it out as a, as a team to each other. And, and just so the guys know, you know, kind of what everybody's doing, but, uh, I'm going to start with the one, uh, Joel of you and your kids. All right. <laughs> work out in your living room. All right. Explain to me how that went. Yeah, so I tell you what, with the, we're trying to do the best how we can with, uh, you know, the uh, home teachers, with the two young ones, the oldest is five, and the youngest is three, and they, we do a kind of a daily PE class, 
So um, they, they, they kind of work me out. Now, now, now let me get this straight. Your 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 wife's doing all the education stuff, and you're doing <laughs> PE and recess. Is that right? I tell you what, you stick to your lane sometimes, right? And you kind of uh, you want some brownie points a little more. <laughs> so I kind of I'm learning. I kind of want some some brownie points with those two. Um, but I tell you what, it, it, it's awesome because of the time, the time you spend with them, and they, they get me going. And it's like, yeah, that they can be up like, hey, let's go to work. Let's do some exercise today. Let's let's do um, some jumping jacks. So it's pretty cool. It, it's pretty cool to see them get after it. <laughs> it's so, got so, me right so I did notice in one of them, though, you allowed one of them to have their their hand ahead of the line. Did you make sure that they did that over? <laughs> the hand is supposed to be behind the line. Am I correct? You know what, Coach, that's, that's, I'm, I'm happy that you saw that because you know, we're in the fundamental stage right now, and the fundamentals is doing cool things, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're working on it right now, so it's, but you know what? Um, they're, they learned that from their teachers, so I think I did a bad job in explaining it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, you know, with that, um, you know, kind of, you, you talked about our, our, our daily, uh, you know, interaction with our players just checking in you know academically and just seeing how they're doing mentally right um and you know it's amazing when when you find out they really look forward to the workout things that you've set you know each week for them no matter what phase of the program we're in tell us a little bit about you know some of the things creatively guys have done you know, because they don't have all the machines and all the weights and that kind of stuff, um, you know, at, at their disposal. So fill us in on a couple of those uh, kind of unique things. Absolutely, Coach. And it's crazy because I think sometimes when you get so caught up, right, and, you know, facilities and gyms and how big the weight room is and it's forcing our kids to kind of think outside the box, you know, and it's really, it's really cool to see what guys are doing, you know, to create that challenge of themselves every single day. I mean, you have some individuals that might be in an apartment, and guess what, man? They, they find whatever they can, couches. We've seen some weird things, man. Guys do dips and, and some, you know, press on with couches. We've seen some kids in the woods. I mean, and I don't know how they, they've done it, but, you know, they create, you know, workouts in the woods. And it's like, holy cow. But it's guys being creative, right? It's like, hey, you know, how can we constantly challenge our kids, right? It, but it comes from within. And I think with all this, what you're seeing with our guys is individuals that are finding a way to get things done, to constantly challenge themselves. Like at the end of the day, we're not around our kids right now, you know? Um, and for us, it's, it's different, right? But we also have to understand that our kids need us in different ways right now. You know, they, they need us to help them mentally and support them emotionally during this time and sometimes help them to pick me up. But you're able to see these young kids get after it and find ways to improve, find ways to make challenges, find ways to, you know, run hills. And, and it's, it's awesome to see them get creative and think outside the box, which is a pretty neat thing to have part of your program. Well, and I think part of that is what you uh, instilled in them. And, you know, I think it's really good. You know, one of the messages, uh, you know, as a program is, Look, we're not going to make an excuse, right? We're going to figure out what it is we can do with whatever hand we're dealt. And uh, and I think it's been great to see through your leadership, you know, you've actually put out different ways and things that you can use when you don't have weights, right? Um, Absolutely. 
I think that that and, and and then challenge them to be creative. You know, when you see a guy bench pressing a couch, you know that's pretty interesting. You know, you find you find a way. <laughs> yeah, you find a way. I mean, to me, I'm like I'm looking at this couch going. There's no way I could lift this thing up, but <laughs> it, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. And then, you know, not only for, you know, our football program, Joel, but you and your staff staying in touch really with all the different sports kind of, you know, how many athletes do we have and, and how have you kind of handled some of that, you know, for, for some of the uh, other, other sports? Absolutely. Coach. I think it goes back to number one, you know, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have such a heck of a staff. Um, they're not only passionate about their jobs, but they're passionate about their kids. You know, we have over 350 student athletes here in Central Michigan, you know, and for our strength coaches, they understand that the relationship part to this field and to what we do is one of the major reasons we got into this profession. And, you know, so when this all started to happen, you know, again, as a staff, we sit down and say, all right, what's the first thing that we need to do? Let's make sure we're reaching out to our kids. Let's make sure our kids have a plan going forward. And all that plan is is just basically reiterating all the things that we've done collectively over time. So all of our strength coaches have, let's say, two or three other teams. And, I mean, it's unbelievable, you know, the way they stay in contact with them, how they stay in contact with the sport coaches, um, and the same way they're challenging these young people, right? And the big thing, the obstacle is the way, you know, how can we make adversity and make it a positive? Because right now, this is this is a learning lesson for all of us. You know, our kids are learning how to um, adapt towards adversity. And, you know, I think number one is it's going to be pretty cool to see if the messages that, you know, we talk as a staff to our kids um, is resonating with them and if they're growing from those messages day in and day out. Because, you know, we can teach them, but most importantly during this time, they're really teaching us, which is pretty, again, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. But I'm, I'm fortunate great staff that stays in contact with these individuals and, and are really a huge um, part of their lives. Right. And I, I thought it was interesting in our case a little bit too, just, uh, you know, individual messages that we have our own players put out on the group piece, uh, you know, uh, with, with our team. And one of those messages I thought that really hit home was one we had last week that, you know, all these other programs that they might have all this stuff at their, you know, uh, disposal you know when they're on campus well they're not on campus right and Absolutely. so it's our ability as a team to actually come out of this better than everybody else isn't that kind of how that that really that message was absolutely coach and i think one of the great things about you know being at central michigan right is the tradition and culture that we have here as university I think with a testament to all the coaches here in this program, this type of kids that we recruit, and the type of kids we bring into our program, you know, I think we have a good model. I mean, we have talked about the entire, um, you know, athletic program department. You know, talk about leadership from Mr. Alfred, but the type of kid we bring in, you know, talk blue collar, you know, young women and young men that understand what it means to work, but work every single day to understand, hey, we're going to have a trip on our, on our shoulder. We're not one of those big, flashy programs. We're not trying to be those institutions. We're going to do what we do because we've shown history and tradition, and we're going to outwork every other program. That's and that's the mentality, right? And, you know, and that message resonates with our kids, and it's cool to see that it came within our players, right? Something that they're saying, which is pretty, you know, neat to see. Um, because again, when you look at this thing, 
across the country, no matter what division you are, division one, two, three, you know, whatever it is, all of our student athletes are coming back from the same place. You know, no one's going to be in, at a particular edge. And, and typically the, the programs that have their individuals that, you know, really good leadership from within the locker rooms, um, kids that, you know, can help filter that message constantly like the locker room and do those actions every single day with probably the programs that might come out ahead a little bit, you know, but it, it's pretty, um, it was pretty you know, great to hear that. You've got the unique kind of perspective that I think a lot of fans would love to kind of divulge into and see the behind-the-scenes work that goes on, see the kids off the field or off the court working hard in the weight room, getting better, building strength. What's it like for you to watch them get stronger and improve in areas and then go out and have success, you know, in their individual sports? Oh, it, it, it's unbelievable, right? I, there's a great quote from one of the um, legends in our profession from Coach Johnny Parker. He said, you know, we don't coach weights, we coach people. And um, when you can see a young person, the cool thing about being a professional coach is I think we're around our kids. And, you know, we're probably around our kids more than any other person is on campus. And we'll go with our kids during the best times and sometimes during the most difficult times, right, because of the things we ask them to do and, and them reaching different levels of their training and their preparation. But to see a young person come in day one, um, a young 17, 18-year-old young person, and to be able to mature, not only physically but mentally, you kind of get that message, but most importantly, kind of see them lead other teammates. It's, it's so unbelievable. It's the reason we get into coaching. You know, it, it's so cool to see you know that 17-year-old kid walking day one that might have been 165 pounds. They might develop now to 195 pounds. And not only is it showing them more powerful, but they're more mature and they are, you know, filtering out a message of positivity amongst their teammates. It's so, it's humble. It's a reason to get into coaching, Adam. And it's, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more honored to, you know, that these kids allow us and myself and my staff to be part of their lives because they have such a huge impact on us. Yeah, and I tell you what, uh, just to kind of kind of couple that or jump on that a little bit, um, you know, since Joel has stepped on campus, um, just <laughs> – to see our kids grow and actually want to be there and, and attack what they're doing on a daily basis uh, just speaks volumes for what he's done for us and what he and his staff have done as far as, you know, really taking it and saying, you know, we can make a difference. And I don't think sometimes people realize, you know, out of that strength and conditioning program, those individual players what they take on a daily basis uh, from these guys, from 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 Joel and his staff, and really go on and use it, that's going to help them be successful for the rest of their lives. Man, it's awesome. Well, Joel, we certainly are, are happy and very fortunate to have you at, at Central Michigan. Thanks so much for, for coming on. And Coach McElwain, you got anything else for Joel? Well, I just want to make sure that in today's PE class, all right, when I see that video, I want to make sure those kids' hands are behind the line. All right, can we make that happen? You know what, Coach? Absolutely. And I'll remember that uh, when they start throwing cans of soup and peanut butter at me because they're throwing the rushing stage now. You know, I'm, you know. I kind of thought Coach Mack was a quarterback, so you know now that Cohen's trying to be a quarterback and they try to throw stuff at me, they kind of show me their arm strength. I'm like, no shot, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. Well, Joel, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, 
And I look forward to uh, tomorrow's staff meeting, man. All right? Thank you. Coach, man, right, thank buddy. you so much. Um, Adam, thanks for having me, man. And, and again, I hope everyone's safe out there, but we appreciate everything you guys do, man. Well, thanks so much to Joel Welsh for coming on, second-year strength and conditioning coach. And, I mean, Coach McElwain, we talked a lot about it right there, but the creativity that he's utilizing now, and we continue to, to mention the players, whether they're lifting couches or whatever they can find around their apartments or houses, it is pretty to, cool to see that even though with the limitations that we have right now in society that everyone's still trying to do their best to get better and, and get ready for another upcoming season, hopefully. No, and and and, and, and I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's you know, a credit he and his staff, you know, and, uh, and our coaches, uh, but more so our players, um, and seeing seeing how they've attacked every day, um, you know, it's 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 something that I think we'll all uh, learn from as we move forward. No doubt about it. Well, wanted to wrap up this second podcast with. Some good news about Central Michigan football tickets as we hope for that season coming up in the fall, that first Saturday at home on September 5th against San Jose State. Some good news out of the athletic department, Coach. Uh, the renewal deadline for season tickets has now been extended for another full month into June 1st. So you can renew those season tickets all the way up to June 1st to hopefully get your, your front row seat to watch the Chippewas at Kelly Short Stadium this upcoming year. Well, for us, I got to tell you, just I, I know what a tough time it is on everybody, and and uh, it, you know maybe we could take those Saturdays and make it special in Mount Pleasant. Um, you know, it's it's something I know that that we're all looking forward to, and and you know that home field advantage that we've talked about since we've been here. Um, that's you know it's it 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 really shows so much. So for all those chips out there, you know if you're thinking of it, I know. Uh, these are tough times, and, and uh, yet, you know what, this may give us a little relief on, on some of that. And, and obviously our athletic department's uh, working their tails off and understands exactly what it is. But, um, you know, if, if given that opportunity, let's get out and renew those season tickets. Um, you know, I, I, I know our kids are looking forward to coming back and, and making that Kelly Short Stadium, making that place a place all of us can be really proud of on those Saturday game days. And we can't do it without, you know, without the people. So, uh, you know, let's get out there and get her done. Absolutely. And, again, with the with the new building coming up there in the north end zone and, and the fact that the Chippewas played so well there in 2019, hopefully, again, fans will have the opportunity to come out there in 2020 and see them. And, and here's the cool thing, too. When you go to a game, Coach, you, you want to bring a friend or uh, bring a couple other people. Uh, the athletic department's got a, a sweet deal right now, the referral program. If you refer a new season ticket to anybody else, you get entered into a drawing to win prizes. And some of those prizes include uh, signed Central Michigan NFL jerseys from guys that have played in the pros. There's a CMU prize pack. Uh, the grand prize is you get a trip for two to that road game against Northern Illinois. I think it's the second MAC game that Central Michigan plays out there in DeKalb on October 10th. So all you have to do is uh, grab a friend, grab someone that you know that, that loves Central Michigan football, or, or maybe you can introduce them to Central Michigan football and you get entered to win some pretty cool stuff. No, and that's something, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, 
in starting to build a program and, and uh, it's really, it goes back to something we talk to our team about all the time. It's, it's about the power of one yep. and really to break it down in its simplest form is, you know, what can that one person do, you know, to affect the people around them in a positive way. And, um, you know, just getting one more person and, and spreading the word and, and really the fun that people are going to have in Kelly shorts in this case, uh, you know, I, I just think that that's a, that's a, that's a great thing that our athletic department has done. Yeah, they just put out a recent release on cmuchipwise.com for more information on CAF or ticket initiatives and to go check out some of those cool prizes you could potentially win. Direct yourselves to cmuchipwise.com for more information as we hope to see you in your maroon and gold uh, on Saturdays in the fall. Coach, we've, uh, we've made it through episode two. That's two down now, and uh, we just we'll we'll keep moving forward to week three because I know you're a football guy, but uh, we may be talking some basketball next week. No, I you know what I, I I'm football because I'm five foot nine and I couldn't play <laughs> basketball. I'm, I uh, I love the game of basketball. It's one of those things that uh, I tell you what I I I I live to watch it. I, I live to talk it. Um, some of my best friends in this in in coaching or basketball coaches and uh you know I'm I'm frustrated basketball player but um we're fortunate that next week we get to have Heather on that's right know? and uh our head women's basketball coach who's coming off an unbelievable season I mean an amazing season for her first year uh you know as a head coach I just uh, watching those games watching her kids play just love how and how how hard they play and and uh you know i would love to play for heather because to me there's not a shot that i didn't think i could make right <laughs> so um but i i uh i just am excited to have her on the uh on the broadcast and and uh or i guess podcast excuse me that's right and and um you know i think this will be good for for all the chip fans out there to you know, listen and, and see kind of what she's doing and, and get a perspective of what she's doing with her team uh, during this time and a team that I know everybody loves to watch and, and a team everybody really cares about. Yeah, Coach, well, you're sticking to your promises. You, you teased last week you wanted to get some, some head coaches potentially on here, and you're right, Heather Osterley coming on to join us first year. Uh, the Chippewas winning their fourth straight MAC regular season title, and Looked like they had a great shot to get back to the NCAA tournament before uh, COVID-19 happened. But, man, this this program in great hands because of Coach G. And Heather Osterley has taken the reins, and she had a great year one, and they are loaded again for next year as well. So it's going to be fun to talk to her next week. I know. And, and one of the things I won't do is go over to the gym and get in a, a, comp a shooting competition with some of them gals because they can really fill it up. <laughs> Uh, Coach, you would uh, you would not want any of that video footage to be leaked anywhere, I don't think. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Well, hey, we are looking forward to talking with uh, with you, Coach, and with Heather Osterley next week as we continue to try and you know pass the time before things hopefully get back to normal and. We're looking forward to Central Michigan Athletics coming back. But, uh, Coach, thanks again for doing this this week and can't wait to talk to you again next week. Thanks a lot. And uh, 
hopefully maybe we'll get what what do you figure we had three people listen last week so maybe we can double that and get yeah. to six this week how's that we gotta at least get that far i think that's a great <laughs> goal okay. for us all right man all right coach. thanks so much Just we'll talk to you next week thanks adam